Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday. And because we're not talking baseball just yet, that's coming soon, we're talking with James, UFC. What's going on, man? Very well, thank you much. How about yourself, mate? Not too bad, not too bad. So, James... We didn't have a great weekend last week. We did okay. I mean, we didn't lose that much money, I should say. <laughs> no, certainly a bit of a weird one last weekend. I mean, just looking through some of my predictions and all that, and I was shaking my head right from the get-go. So hopefully this week is a bit of a different one. Yeah. You, you made some great calls, but we just some of those bet decisions end up biting us in the butt. Yeah, obviously I made a few predictions, but I've sort of sometimes got the rounds wrong, and eh, yeah. you know, switches. That's MMA. That's the MMA game. Right, Unfortunately, right, it's right. very unpredictable. So what are you going to do? That's the betting game too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the betting game too. You win some, you lose some, eh? Yeah, for sure. So we'll, we'll get it back on track this today. <laughs> oh, touch wood. <laughs> there we go. All right, what are we looking at first here? Uh, well, see, you know me, I love to go from top to bottom with this one. Um, so, with this weekend, we've it's been hard to keep up with, really, because um, we've had so many withdrawals. Some people have had to um, pull out due to injury, and I think someone's had to pull out because one of their cornermen tests positive for COVID, so someone else has had to come in. So, we've sort of had a bit of a, a yeah. wild week this week. So... Nonetheless, it still goes ahead, and obviously we're still talking about fights. Um, the main event, I think any sort of MMA fan is sort of looking forward to this one, uh, Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. It's got all the ingredients for what should be an excellent fight. I literally cannot wait to see this. Um, with Dustin Poirier, I think many sort of many people are seeming to 
overlook upon him. I've seen on social media many people leaning towards Dan Hook, and I, I'm mm. scratching my head as to why because uh, Dustin Poirier, his last fight, he lost to champion Khabib Magomedov. I think that was last September. There's no shame in losing to the champion, and before that, he's obviously won seven out of his last ten fights. That's still a good record. Whereas with Dan Hooker, I think he's on a bit of a roll at the moment. He's on a three-fight win streak won eight of his last 10 fights. So um, his recent one came against Paul Felder and that was for our decision. So I think many people seem to disagree with that one. It could have gone 50-50. And with this fight, I think it's certainly, it, it, with this fight, it comes down to who's striking is better. They're, they're two well, they're two well-rounded strikers, um, both with the ability on the map. But like I said, they are arguably more known for their striking. Dustin Poirier is probably one of the best boxers and the best strikers in the whole of the UFC. Uh, he's got such great chin, whereas Dan Hooker is the same, but with his striking, he likes to mix it up with some elbows, with some knees. So I'm really looking forward to this fight. And obviously yeah, everyone yeah. talks about the striking with this one. You know, someone could look for the um, submission. I think Poirier in that sort of aspect has got a better sort of ground game, in my opinion. He's... He is capable of getting the job done on the ground. Uh, with that being said, like I said, it's going to be such a great fight. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've got Hooker. No, not sorry, not Hooker. Dustin Poirier via a fourth round TKO. Oh, okay. Let's see here. I, 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 yeah, I don't know what the obviously yeah. the bets said, but I think this one goes pretty late. All right, let's see. Well, overall, let's just start from the top. Uh, Poirier is currently minus two twenty five. He opened up minus 190. So the loudmouths on Twitter might be saying one thing, but the money sure looks like it's making Poirier's numbers drive, you know, worse. So uh, yeah. once again, Twitter has no bearing on real life whatsoever. Dan Hooker opened up plus 165. He's plus 181 now. So, yeah, it's clearly, you know, the way it's going. Vegas wants you to put a little money on Dan Hooker. You mm-hmm. say no way. Let's see. You said which one? Fourth round? Yeah, I'm saying the fourth round, mate. Fourth round. So we're thinking... Wow. I like this over one and a half rounds, minus 200, whatever my two and a half rounds, minus 120 over three and a half rounds, plus 125. So a little bit of value there. And you think, oh yeah, he gets it done early. That's plus 105 right there. So you get a little plus line for Poirier submitting him or knocking him out. Mm. I like it. I you like know, it. That's, that's on the cards. Um, obviously we all talk about, the striking aspect, but on the ground anything can happen, and yeah. Poirier slightly edges it in that sort of ability. So don't don't rule out a submission from either of the two guys. But yeah, yeah like I said, I think I've got Poirier this one in the fourth. Fourth. We're just going to take them all. We're just going to take it all. We'll take the TKO, <laughs> the submission, the, the, the knockout. Anything. Yeah, any of those things happen. We'll take that plus one hundred five. <laughs> And I kind of like where your head's at. I think I think that is the right bet. Uh, minus two twenty five might be a little little too much to pay, just ever so slightly. But yeah, I like where you're at. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you on that one for sure, Poirier. All right. Just want to go to the next one, Mike Perry. Mickey yeah, we'll go Gale. to Mickey Gold. Uh, Mike Perry versus Mickey Gold. I think that's how you pronounce it. This honestly, I think Mike Perry has established himself as a bit of a laughing stock in recent times. I mean, I, I scratched my head, you know, on a daily about this bloke. Um, I don't know if you've heard about it, but have you seen? Um, Mike's only ha- going to have one person in his corner, and that's his girlfriend. No, I hadn't seen that. Really? <laughs> he's crazy, honestly. He's been hit in the head a fair few times, and I think 
he got married last year and then they divorced because apparently he was cheating and the only person he's having is, is his girlfriend because apparently his corner men don't give good enough advice wait is this the girlfriend he was cheating on or is this his new oh this is a new one. Oh wow so this is just all messed up and she looks about 12 i'm not gonna lie to you i gotta look, I gotta look this up i gotta look this up so mike perry he's simping for his own girlfriend by bringing her Oh, wow. I, I, I honestly don't get it. I, I, and from the looks of it, she does not have any sort of MMA experience at all. She's just there to get front row seats. Oh, no. Just to see someone get beaten up or a boyfriend. It's just it's ridiculous, honestly. Oh, boy. <laughs> but yeah, you've got to look at it. It's, so, it's yeah. honestly one of the most weird things I've seen in a while. Yeah, I'm looking at her. And if you haven't, if you don't know what she looks like, I mean, picture a thought. Just picture a thought in your head. And that's that's her. <laughs> a thought a t-h-o-t i know some of our audience is older yeah so there yeah, you go she's an insta thought <laughs> yeah no we use that term over here as well so i okay. understand what you mean but okay. yeah i completely agree with you on that one it's, it's a bit of a weird one all right i mean we could spend the, mo- the majority of the podcast talking about Perry and his idiotic decisions but we're unfo- but fortunately we're top fights and um they're both obviously similar age um Mike's got a way, a, a ton of more experience compared to Mickey Gall. Mickey is just, he doesn't, he's not as active as he should be. He's got the height advantage over Perry, but I think even though Perry's obviously made some weird choices, choices going into this fight, I think the experience is going to pay off in this one. Uh, Perry is in desperate need of a win. I think he's lost his... Uh, last few I think his recent one was to Jeff Neal but it's the same with Dustin Poirier and Khabib there's no shame in losing to Jeff Neal he's one of the dark horses of the world's weight division nobody wants to fight Jeff Neal now um, I think because Perry's more active and you know once you know you see him step inside the octagon a bit more than Mickey Gall I'm leaning towards Mike Perry on this one even though he is a bit of a an idiot, but yeah, I've got my parry via via a stoppage. I'm going for a second round TK. Second round, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Perry opened up minus two eighty, and now he's minus three thirty. So, yeah, maybe maybe his uh, <laughs> maybe his his coach, his trainer, you know, maybe she's got him in top, fighting in top form. Yeah, she, I don't know. She must be doing a very good job. I mean, <laughs> apparently so. But yeah, wow. So minus three thirty. <laughs> I don't know. You said second round TKO. Mm-hmm. Over one and a half rounds gets you plus one ten. Over two and a half rounds gets you plus two forty. We won't we won't get there because you said under two. So minus one ten. That's not bad. Let's see. Uh, Mike Perry to win by KO TKO submission minus two hundred. Mm. Decision plus five fifty. So there you go. Looks like we're getting minus two hundred. That's as good as we're gonna get. Yeah, it looks. I'm looking at the numbers, and I just don't see how Mickey can win here. I mean, he obviously could win, but I don't think he will. I'll no. follow you again on this one. Minus two hundred isn't too bad. Hmm. A lot of a lot of chalk so far. Let's go, let's find an underdog. <laughs> um, we could see it in this one, uh, Brendan Allen versus Kyle uh, Dalkus. I probably butchered that one, but uh, Dalkus is nine and zero. Oh, um, Whereas obviously Brendan is the more sort of experienced uh, fighter. I think his record's fourteen and three. Yeah. Um, obviously Dalkus is not proven at the highest level yet. I think this is a big step up for him. I think 
at the top of my head, uh, I think he came through the contender series. I think he'll be. I think he'll be making his UFC debut at the top of my head, or is he'll be making one of his UFC fights. I think. He right. Has I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's fought yet. Yeah, I'm looking. At, no. I can't find his recent fights on this level. No, I think he's a, a newcomer to the sport. Um, it, this this is a good one because obviously I think people sort of you look at his record nine and zero, you sort of lean towards that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Brent um, if Carl gets the win, but. I think experience is going to pay off in this one. Um, Alan's striking is a lot more superior. I think he's got a diverse range in the way he attacks going forward. He's got great power. And he's got um, he's, he's he's a well-rounded fighter. I think he's got a good uh, wrestling game as well, and his clinch is very dangerous. So he's going to be causing Carl a lot of problems throughout the fight. He's going to keep him guessing. You know, um, I'd like to. I did say earlier you could see an underdog. I'd like to sort of lean towards Kyle on this one, but I think the experience is going to pay off for Brendan. I think he'll get it. I think Alan will get it done via a TKO. In I'm going to go second round TKO, the same as the Perry prediction. Second round TKO. Okay, gotcha. In. Yeah, he opened up minus two sixty five. Brendan Allen did, and now he's minus two ninety five. So he's shifting. You know, it's getting worse for him. It's getting better for Kyle. Dalkus, <laughs> I don't know how to say that. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not. See- There's just not enough data for me to you know comfortably put any money on Kyle Dalkus. So I'm probably gonna avoid this one if I if I had a yeah. gun to my head. But let's see. You're getting uh, Brendan Allen TK. That's minus one twenty five for any kind yeah. of early stoppage. Uh, total rounds. Let's see if we, we can see. Over one and a half rounds plus one ten, over two and a half rounds plus two forty. So they're thinking it's gonna be a quick one, it looks like. Hmm. And you know, I'm looking at Kyle's numbers here. His average fight time is fifteen minutes. Yeah, so obviously as you can see, the majority of his fights do go the distance. So every single one. <laughs> every single fight. So against a guy like Brendan, who likes to put people away pretty quickly and he's got yeah. the ability to do that, it's gonna be a bit of a tough one at the office for Kyle. Yeah, it might be worth to throw a few bucks on the over one and a half rounds plus one ten. You got a little bit of value there, maybe. Yeah, obviously if it does go the full distance, don't be surprised if Kyle takes it because obviously, like you said, he does have the experience going the full fifteen. But you never know. But I'm leaning towards Brendan on this one. There's not enough for. Yeah, I'm going to stay off this. There's not enough. But no, no, go on. (laughs) I say I'm just going to stay off this one. I'm going to look at that over one half rounds. I think that's the right play. But you're taking second round TKO KO submission minus one twenty five. Hundred percent. Yep. All right. Boom. Next up. Uh, Gian Valenti versus Morris Green, I believe, at heavyweight. Um, uh, Gian is coming into this fight. I think his record's 17 and 11, so it's not great by any means, at least. Um, the worst thing for Gian is that he was obviously he's a big lad, he's 6'3, but he's more of a like heavyweight contender. He sort mm. of fought at 205 for a while, so it'll be interesting to see how he fares in his sort of heavyweight debut. Um, Gian's sort of known for his striking. Hello, everyone. He's got it's a bit a- of an orthodox fighting style, but both two are a bit of similar. I think they sort of favour their power and their reach, whereas Green, you know, obviously you think Gian's 
the uh, taller fighter. But my God, when this to this, more screens six foot seven, so it's one of the taller fighters in the <laughs> yeah. di- in the division, the whole of the UFC. So that's sort of gonna. Um, Morris is going to have a lot of confidence going into this one because Gian's making his debut. I think it's interesting with Morris. I've read recently that he's moved his family to um, Jackson Week Academy. That's where John Jones trains. So mm. I think with a lot of world-class coaches in those ranks, he's on a two-fight losing streak. I think moving to Jackson Week is going to help him a lot in this fight. Um, like I said, he's lost his last two, but they're against some top contenders. So again, there's no shame in losing to the real top contenders, whereas Morris is just sort of finding his feet, getting into the UFC. Um, I'm liking Volante's skill set, the power of the striking, but again, it's his heavyweight debut. I don't think he's going to sort of last long against Morris Green. I think it's going to be such a tough one. He's got a chin, Volante, but... Yeah. Does he have the chin to survive against a guy who hits as hard as Morris Green? Because there is a difference between 205 and 265. I've seen many go for a decision victory by um, for Green, but I'm going for a first round TKO for Morris. I oh. think he gets it done early. Okay, first round. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, got you in. Uh, yeah. Maurice Green opened up minus 210. He's minus 225 now. So it's shifted a little bit, but not a lot. Looks like they're probably happy with where they're at. Uh, Volante opened up plus 175. He's plus 190 now. So he's pretty, pretty healthy underdog here. Over one and a half rounds is minus 138. Under plus 100. I'd like to get a little bit better than that, but yeah, it is what it is. So plus 100 go under one and a half rounds. Uh, Morris wins by KO, TKO submission is minus 110. There you go. I don't think there's enough data. I'm looking here. I just don't see enough to know what to bet here. So I think I would just, uh, I think you might be on your own here. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine by me. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm just looking. looking. I can't find enough. I can't find enough. No, this isn't one of the more sort of pleasing fights for you, but like... I'm going, obviously, like I said, I'm going for Morris, but there's just not enough for me, the fighters. They're not well-established, obviously, they're experienced, but, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I don't mind being on my own for this one. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. What about this Sean Woodson, Julian Arosa? Um, I'm liking this one. Well, yeah. I say that. It, originally, it was supposed to be uh, Kyle Nelson at the top of my head, but mm. Kyle Nelson had to pull out... Uh, Cannot, I think it was due to visa issues or something. He couldn't get into the country. Oh, boy. Um, Woodson is obviously undefeated. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he fights, because I think his last fight was in October uh, against Carl uh, Botchniak. So, mm-hmm. like I said, he's undefeated. So it'll be interesting to see what Sean Woodson turns up, obviously not fighting for a while. Um, originally, I would have said if it was Kyle fighting i would have gone for a decision victory for woodson but i think now that the late opponents come in i think that sort of benefits woodson even more um he'll benefit a lot from the <laughs> late change so i'm going for a second round tko for woodson okay second round Added in. so woodson opened up minus 510 he's minus 485 now and let's see, Arosa opened up plus 340. 
He's plus 359 now. This is a weird one. You don't normally see the line shift like this better for both sides. Hmm. The line's getting better for both opponents. It's gotten 25 cents better for Woodson, 19 cents better for Rosa. So, yeah, you don't see that very often, which means I think they just need some <laughs> They need some action here. They need some yeah, action. They... I don't think people are touching this one. No, I think many people are sort of leaning towards Woodson with this one. They're not really bothering because, obviously, they're that confident that Sean's going to yeah. win. Yeah, but 485. You can't lay 485 on Sean Woodson. <laughs> but let's see. So, second round... Let's see, Woodson wins by early stoppage, KO, TKO submission, minus 138. Wow, that surprises me. I thought it would be a little bit higher than that. Uh, minus 45 fight is only minus 138 for KO. A decision is plus 250. Hmm. That's weird. Uh, let's see. So if it goes over one and a half rounds, it's minus 150. Over two and a half rounds, plus 125. That's, I'm trying to wrap my yeah, head so around this Yeah, so they're sort of one. leaning towards yeah. a sort of first round, second, second round, yeah. early second round finish for uh, Woodson. Looks like you're right, but minus 138. Hmm. I'll jump on that. I, I, I wasn't going to touch this one, but man, I'll jump on that minus 138. Why not? <laughs> Unless it's a trap. It feels trappy. <laughs> you never know with the MMA game. <laughs> mm. It looks like they want you to do it. Okay, whatever. All right, next up. Uh, this is obviously the featured one in the prelims. I think Luis Pena versus Karma Wor uh, Worthy. Yeah. Um, with this one, Luis is sort of he's sort of an entertaining fighter. I really like the looks of him. Uh, he's well rounded. Um, sort of Karma Worthy is a bit of a heavy hitter in the lightweight division, so it's certainly one of the more attractive matchups in this to, um, this on the card. Uh, I believe nine of Kama's wins have come via a knockout and and I think with this fight I would like to see Luis sort of tend to use his uh, good ground game and in this one sort of take it to the floor because I think if they're going to exchange mm -hmm. early on you never know Kama might be able to land clean early on and uh, sort of get the quick sort of TKO KO what have you um, but if Pena immediately looks to take the fight to the floor early on. Um, it's obviously going to sort of give Karma a disadvantage on the floor because he's not going to be able to land clean shots. Um, I'm liking Luis's chances in this one. I'm going for a first round submission. First round. Okay. First round. Okay. Uh, let's see. Pena opened up minus 255. He's minus 260 now. Com com comma? Let's just say worthy. I'm saying comma. Comma. Uh, worthy opened up plus two fifteen. He's plus two oh six now. So we've got the inverse from what we had last fight. It's gotten a little yeah. bit worse. Just a little bit worse for both fighters. You're gonna have to put up five more cents on Pena and nine more cents on Worthy if you want to back him. So that's interesting. Um, let's see, Pena. You got Pena by first round submission. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh. Plus 140. You're getting plus 140 on that. I like that for the submission TKO. KO. Let's see. Over one and a half rounds, minus 200. Over two and a half rounds, minus 120. Okay. So they think it might go the distance. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I've seen a decision across social media as well. I think it's one of those ones where if 
uh, Luis sort of takes it to the floor then he could frustrate him for 15 minutes but if he's keen to get him away early on the mat then we could see a first round submission but yeah don't rule out a, a decision victory for either fighters mainly Reese. but I'm going for an early stoppage for Luis obviously as I said earlier Okay, so let's look a little bit deeper here. We like Pena that much. Like I said, he's plus 140 for the submission to KO Tico. He's plus 187 for the decision or technical decision. So I like that. I mean, if you really wanted to play it safe, you could dutch that. And, you know, you could bet both sides. You could bet both of those and, and still turn a profit. Submission or uh, decision. So there you go. I like this one a lot. I think I'm going to follow you here. I'm going to jump on the Pena bandwagon with you. Maybe not first round. Maybe maybe I'll dutch. Maybe I'm a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta put your money where your mouth is, mate. I usually do. Wish I, <laughs> I wish I hadn't last week, but you know, whatever. All right. <laughs> uh, what's up next? Uh, I believe it's Philip Lind versus uh, Tanner Bossa. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think yeah. this is a heavyweight fight. This might, James. I'll uh, tell you real quick. This might be the tightest fight of the night, according to Vegas. Really? Yeah. I, I, like, um, I like to I like to make you nervous right before you talk. That's my goal. <laughs> uh, from the top of my head, obviously I haven't seen the um, the bet, so I don't know if you're being sarcastic or or what. I'm never sarcastic. You've got, you've got to tell me, Archie. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell who, you real quick. Who Vegas got for this one? It's minus one ten both sides. Hmm. It's minus one ten both sides. Philip Lins opened up. Lins opened up with a slight favorite. He was minus one fifteen, and Bozer was minus one hundred five. But now it's levelized. They're both minus one ten. So this was this was always going to be the the most even fight. Apparently, this is yeah. This is a close one. Oh, at the top of my head, I think we saw Lins fight a month ago against um, Andrei Orlovsky. And I yeah, think Orlovsky yeah. took that one via a decision. Um, but before that, Lenz was on a bit of a good streak. He won his last four fights. And I think I think I was on talking to you about this fight. Um, well, not this fight. Um, Lenz versus Arlovsky in that fight. I went for Lenz in that one. Obviously, Arlovsky won, and I'm going to back Lenz again. I know I know he's coming off of a loss, but you know he's got the experience. He's got the sort of octagon activity. Um, I say that, uh, what's his name? Tanner has got the sort of is edging the experience. I think he's six, 17 and six. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, it's very even. I didn't, I didn't know it was that close. Um, so with Tanner, I think he's going to want to try and test Lindsay's stamina. See if he can, if he's got good enough cardio, see if he can grind out, um, to the full 15 minutes, try and use his ground game and his jujitsu and what have you. But I've seen a lot of people go for a decision, but I'm, this is going to put the cat amongst the pigeons. I'm going for a Philip Lynn stoppage in the first round. First round. He's gonna, yeah, that's he's, going to shot many. He's going to come out guns blazing. Yep. All right. Oh, for one and a half rounds, minus 400. So we're going under. We're getting 275, plus 275 right there. Hmm. I like it. So let's look at the let's look at the breakdown here. Philip Lins wins by KO TKO submission plus two seventy five, plus two twenty five to get the uh, decision. There you go. So you're getting that plus two seventy five right there. I like this a lot. I actually think Lins. Yeah, I think he can come out and take care of Tanner. 
I'm going to follow you as well on this one. There we go. Lovely stuff. Yeah, obviously, like you did say, it was such close fight in terms of the uh, betting line over in Vegas, mm-hmm. but obviously he lost his last fight against Arlovsky, but I'm going to back him again this, this time against Tanner. So, yeah. That's what, we're, that's what we're hoping for. Them. We're hoping Vegas was right. He's a slight favorite and that people thought, well, he lost last time, so I'm going to take Bozer. That's what mm-hmm. we're hoping for. We're hoping that mm. they're all wrong. <laughs> all right. You got some good names coming up here. I'll let you pronounce the next fight. All right. Um, well, I, I, is it, it's either, I can't remember the time, it's either Griffin Zhao or Takashi Sato versus Witt. No. Can't remember, what, what have you got on um, over on your sort of side? The on cards? my scorecard, I've got Sato versus uh, Ramirez, Rams. Uh, well, Next. It, originally it was Ramis uh, Brahimaj. Yes. But um, this is one I alluded to earlier. I think Ramis, Ramis is corner men tested positive for COVID-19. So they've just gotten a new opponent uh, ah. called Jason Witt. <laughs> so that's a little bit easier to pronounce. <laughs> it's, yeah, let's see. I am... I can't find that. I can't find that at all. The... the... This was just announced uh, last night at the top of my head. This is very recent that they announced this fight. I'm looking. I'm looking. I hate for dead air, but I am looking here. (laughs) Yeah, see, uh, Pinnacle's got it. There's no... This fight's not on the board. Bet365 still has Sato versus Rames. Brahim? They still have it listed. I'm going Rames. 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 Yeah. (laughs) I still have this one listed. So I thought it was still on. Huh. I don't know. Maybe we should skip this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, no, that's fine. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, obviously, because I think Witt stepped in last minute. And, um, I, well, I, I say that. He's stepping in last minute, but he's yet to pass the medical tests. So if he passes the medical t- test today, I think it's going to go on a little bit later. I believe Top Mad about an hour or two. So if he passes those tests, then he's officially fighting... Um, uh, Sato, but it's not official yet. But he's the replacement okay. if he passes medical. So we'll, yeah, we'll skip that one if you want. Yeah, we'll skip that one. Let's go. So we're going to Griffin, Griffin. Z- Zalal. Um, I'm going for this. Is a sort of an interesting one as well. Um, Griffin holds the experience. He's 18 and seven. Whereas Zalal sort of coming into it, he's sort of a new fighter in the UFC division. He's already had a few fights and um, he's 82, I believe at the top of my head. So I think Salal's best bet is to perfectly sort of execute his um, kicks and sort of land the takedowns because if he sort of lands the kicks early on and successfully takes Griffin down, then you never know. We might see Salal for straight Jordan for 15 minutes, but there's a bit of not, not hype necessarily between um, back in Yusuf at all. There's many people sort of tend to, like I said earlier, you see a, a good record, eight and two or nine and zero. If you're under it, you sort of lean towards them. I think Yusuf is going to sort of prove to be a tough test for Jordan. I think both fighters have got a solid submission skills. They're both good on the floor, and it's sort of whose ability on the ground 
um, is better, and that's sort of going to sort of pave the way to whoever wins this fight. And I'm leaning towards Jordan just because he's got the experience. Obviously, like I said, they've both got a similar style, and I'm leaning towards experience on this one. I think Jordan Griffin gets this done via decision. Okay. Jordan just in by decision. So this is an this is an interesting one. Griffin opened up minus one twenty. Zalal opened up plus one hundred, and now it's kind of flip flopped here. Griffin is now plus one hundred three. Zalal's minus one twenty five. So looks like people are backing Zalal mm. by a fair amount. At least the money is apparently. All right, let's see here. Let's break it down a little further. Let's look at this. Uh, Zalal, where are you? Boy, howdy. Can't find anything today. Ah, over <laughs> one and a half rounds, minus 500. No, 550, minus 550. Over two and a half rounds, minus 300. So it looks like they're planning for a decision as well. Mm. And, and Zalal wins by decision, plus 175. Griffin wins by decision, plus 275. So you like Griffin by the decision. You're getting that plus 275. Yeah, obviously, because as I said earlier, they're, they're both similar fighters, and I think I'm leaning towards the experienced fighter in this one. Yeah. So I'm going for a Griffin decision. Looking at this, I, I, I'm i hard-pressed to disagree with you. I'm going to bet the Jordan Griffin side, too. I'm not sure if I'm going to take the 103 or the decision, the plus 103 just to win or the plus 275. Mm. I'll have to think about that. But yeah, I'm definitely, I'm going to throw a piece of this one. Lovely stuff. Yeah. All right, so we got one last fight. So one last fight, yeah. Uh, Kay Hansen versus Jin Yu Frey. Hopefully I've got that one right. It sounds um, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll roll with that one. Um, Kay, she's 20 years old at the top of my head. I think she's sort of one of the younger fighters in the UFC, obviously. But um, she's won three of the last four fights at the top of my head. And I think... The fight she did lose was just a narrow decision, so a bit lucky and unlucky on her part. Is this in UFC uh, or is this Invictus? Have they fought in the UFC before? Because <laughs> I was having a hard time finding some of their stats. No, I think they're both making their... Um, there you uh, go. I know Kay is at the top of my head, and I'm guessing Gina, uh, Gina is because she's the... Well, she was the Invicta Atomweight Invicta. champion, but... Um, I think I think you are, I think both sort of fighters are making their um, okay UFC debut because I think Jean then went on to Ryzen but yeah she's I think they're both making their UFC debut. Two unknowns. So this is going to be a tough this is going to be a tough one because um, both obviously making their UFC debut it's the first fight on of the night. Mm -hmm. um, it's a tough one. Uh, Kai has submitted a last few opponents. I think in three out of her five stoppage wins, I think she's submitted her opponent. So I think Frey is sort of, she sort of, she sort of favors the fights where the opponents are sort of hesitant to press and sort of go march forward. That's when you sort of see the best sort of gene turn up. But I don't think Kay's going to be as reluctant to push forward. She knows her game plan. She knows what she's going to do right from the get go. Uh, she's, sort of got a disadvantage in the striking aspect so I think Kay's sort of best bet is to take the fight to the floor and sort of use her wrestling and sort of ground game aspects because I think she sort of 
lacks in the sort of size and the strength skills. So I think her best bet is sort of take the fight to the floor and sort of take Jean to deep waters and sort of dominate for 15 minutes. Hence why I'm going to go for a decision victory for Kay Hansen on her debut. Kay Hansen decision. Cool. All right, so Kay Hansen opened up minus 175. She's minus 165 now, so she's gotten 10 cents mm. better. Uh, Frey opened up plus 155. She's plus 135 now, so she's got 20 cents worse. So it looks like there's a little bit of cash coming in on Frey. Let's, yeah. Let's look at this. Over one and a half rounds, minus 550. Over two and a half rounds, minus 300. So it look, looks like they're planning for a decision. It's like a decision. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Kay Hansen to win by KO, TKO, or submission is plus 300. To win by decision, plus 140. So you're, getting, mm-hmm. you're getting a little there. You're getting a little there. Uh, Frey wins by KO, TKO, submission, plus 750. She wins by decision, plus 200. So everything leads towards a decision bet here. And you like Hansen. Yeah, I'm favoring Hansen, obviously, just because of her wrestling aspects. I think she's just going to frustrate Jin Frey for 15 minutes. Yeah. I, I, it's a little... I'm, I know they fought in Invictica, but I, I need a little more stats from the UFC for me to safely jump on anything. I'm, I'm probably going to lay off this one. Maybe, maybe look at the over. That's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty much it then. Looks like we nailed it. Yeah, I think that's a full card pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. All right. What else been going on with you, man? You've got a podcast, right? Yeah, take, I've taken inspiration from you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you, you poor, poor man. <laughs> well, luckily I'm the co-host, so I don't have to do the sort of editing sort of side. And But obviously what I'm do, I am doing is um, emailing agents, obviously, about... Uh, two weeks ago, we did our first show, and basically what we do is um, we talk all things sports. Yeah. So we'll do anything. We'll do football, cricket, rugby, boxing, any 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 sport, any breaking news that's out there, we'll cover it. And um, we just give our thoughts and predictions like we do with this one for all sort of big news in the sporting world. And mm. what we're trying to do now is try and get guests on. I think we've got a few guests next week. We've got a couple of footballers and commentators on, so that should be good. Um, and within the next couple of weeks, we're going to start trying to get fans on because I've got a couple of friends who keep messaging me, go, I want to go on your show, I want to go on your show. So we're going to do a new segment whereby we get the fans on and give their sort of perspective on all sports because loads of my mates are all into their sports. They're very knowledgeable, so it should be good to get a sort of yeah. a wide range of opinions on. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the future of it. Nice, nice. If you're on Discord, my Discord server, just cover your ears for a second. Boy, man, talking to your fans is so annoying, though. So good luck with that. <laughs> nah, it should be all right. Cool. So where would they find this podcast if somebody was so inclined? Um... <sighs> We've got a Facebook page called the Sports Sesh Podcast. And if you click to join the group, you, you can literally find the links to the YouTube channel that we do it on all the previous videos and all the news and keep up to date with all sorts of guests and fighters we're trying to get on. So, yeah, join the Sports Sesh page. Okay, podcast, let's. No, the Sports Sesh Podcast page on Facebook. Okay, so let's spell that out because a lot of people don't speak, uh, don't speak the Queen's English here. Sport Sesh, S-E-S-H? S-E-S-H, yeah, you're right. Okay, okay, Sesh. What, what does that mean? 
<laughs> well, over here, I mean, sort of sesh. <laughs> it's, um, if you're going on a night out and you're having a fair few drinks, you sort of, you just, I don't know, you tend to say, oh, me and the lads are going out for a, a sesh. Oh, a session? Go out. It's a sesh. Yeah, you say session as you will. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, there we go. We all learned something today. <laughs> you guys with your slang, I swear. Oh, come on. You're probably just as bad. I, I don't know. I don't know what the guys say when they go out for drinks. I'm old. I don't, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I say I need fucking vacation days to recover from drinking. That's what I say. All right. <laughs> Anything else we need to know? You're still UFC Deluxe, right? Tweeting out? Yeah, still UFC Deluxe. Um, obviously... Yeah, yeah, UFC Deluxe on Twitter, and then you can find the website through that. So, yeah, still going with that, mate. Very cool, very cool. All right, James, anything else before I kick you out of here? Uh, no, just enjoy this weekend's card, and hopefully I'll have a better, better success this week ah, than yeah. last week. Shit happens, man. We'll get back on track. I, I like this one. I, I got a good feeling about this. You agreed with me, some of the predictions I made, so I think you're in for a good weekend. Hope so, mate. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Thanks, with. Take care, mate. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.